0: Established in 1923, Interpol, the International Criminal Police Organization, headquartered in Lyon, France, is the world's largest police organization. The agency's director of cybercrime, Craig Jones, stationed in Singapore, called into WCYB Digital Radio.
1: We've seen that exponential growth in cybercrime. It's a transnational crime type. It just goes across every border, every boundary. The volume, just by execution of a program, can impact millions of people across the world. We need some global solutions to this effectively.
0: Despite originating long before the dawn of the digital age, Interpol's transition into the cybercrime space came naturally.
1: Part of why Interpol was set up way back after the First World War was connecting policing. We can reach into different countries. So it might be that on a geopolitical sense, some countries are not able to have those conversations or carry out those investigations directly, bilaterally, one country to another. For me, that's where Interpol step into that space as a neutral interlocker between those countries. So it's perfectly natural then that Interpol looks to fill and work in the cybercrime space, help countries share information, crime prevention, awareness.
0: So how exactly is Interpol interfacing with police organizations across the world?
1: So we work on a number of different levels, globally regionally and then nationally so there is an interpol bureau in every country and uh, in the us it's in washington in dc so we work very closely with the national central bureau there so a lot of our activity goes from our different crime programs or different parts of our organization and then they distribute that out to the relevant law enforcement agencies that may need that information or have requested that information
0: When it comes to cybercrime, the connection is even more direct.
1: We're actually able to work directly with national cybercrime units. We've got a number of different systems that connect us all together. We have a a cybercrime knowledge exchange, and that allows us to share non-operational information with law enforcement agencies. And then we also have a a cybercrime platform for operations, and that is for operational sharing of information and data. So when we're doing an investigation, we would have potentially a, a lead country that would be leading that investigation. And then we would help coordinate, support and facilitate that with other countries, but also using some specialist capabilities that we have available to us.
0: Interpol's reach even extends beyond the limits of law enforcement, which is crucial in filling out a global picture of what cybercrime is happening where.
1: We work very much with private partners uh, in the cybercrime space. So we have Cisco and Palo Alto are two partners that we have, where we're able to share data and information with them, they're able to share data and information with us, and then we can share that into law enforcement as well, which helps us identify those threats and build those operations out against those threats. But then we've also got private partners such as. BT, which are a British organization, um, as I said with Trend Micro, we've got Kaspersky Group, and we use all of these partners jointly together on our investigations and operations.
0: As cyber criminals continue to grow and evolve, so will Interpol as a force to be reckoned with in the war on cybercrime.
1: It's about protection of life and property and preventing crime. It doesn't matter who a threat actor is. If the threat actors are causing harm onto a community through prevention methodology, we can then prevent crimes, whether it's drug smuggling, whether it's cybercrime. If we get the prevention piece right, then actually that will negate the crimes and the impact on our communities effectively.
0: To hear more about Interpol, listen to our full interview with Craig Jones at cybercrime.radio.